Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, the Digimon Rewatch Experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today, we are here for episodes 14 and 15 of Digimon Data Saver Squad, as is, is, now, the, is now what we're calling it, I guess. That... Digimon Squad is... I really hate them moving forward. We have two titles for every season except for Try. <laughs> what's yes. what's uh what's um uh X X Ross? Fusion. Oh Fusion, that's right. And it's it's just pronounced cross. <laughs> I'm saying X Ross. So okay, it's the funniest or, or, thing. Okay. I'll say I I will either pronounce it X Ross or I'll pronounce it Cross Ross. I am not gonna say cross. <laughs> it's see the funniest thing is, um, like so, the local card game store in like near near where I live. Um, just going in there and seeing people ask. So, so two of the packs of the Digimon TCG have like X R O S in the title. I think they're called like Cross Encounters and like Cross Fate or something. Uh-huh. But hearing people pronounce it differently every single way is 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 really funny. Seeing someone come in and say yes, I would like X Rose, uh, Fate, or like someone being in, like, can I get Zros? <laughs> Oh, that's like, it's Rose Crossing, and it's like that's it's so funny. I love they, that. They they goofed themselves up by by say okay, if it was Digimon X and you were like Digimon Cross, like that'd be one thing, but X X Ross, it's it's Cross Ross. Yes, oh, I, I you to Cross Ross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, a lot of Japanese media like loves using the word Cross, but they like they they're never consistent with how it's like spelled or pronounced, uh-huh. like. Like Street Fighter, like the game, the fighting game that's a crossover between Street Fighter and Tekken is called. It's pronounced Street Fighter Cross Tekken, even though it's spelled like Street Fighter X Tekken. That's um, fine. I'm okay with that. That sounds then, good. <laughs> the best Tekken game. There's two different anime called Hunter X Hunter and Spy X Family. Oh, where you mean it's Hunt Hunter? <laughs> yeah, where they're just called Hunter Hunter and Spy Family. You don't pronounce the cross in it. I- Look, I'm going to be honest, I still say Spy X Family. <laughs> if this I makes don't... you mad, feel free to tweet at me or email us. And I, just so you know, I am not going to change my ways. The real, the real <laughs> issue is, uh, the real problem is say, is talking about anime out loud. Uh, That's true. You've already failed when you start doing <laughs> that. So, you you know, this, this stuff doesn't really matter too much. Anyway, back to, to our that. Digimon podcast. <laughs> back to oh, Digimon. Digimon. Dub podcast. Uh, Digimon where, cross antibody. Where we don't need to worry about cross ross or any See, other issues that, because we have thing, though, a dub. That is pronounced X. That I know, is the that's, X antibody. <laughs> I know, that's... It's it's like poetry. It rhymes. Every stanza is followed up by the next stanza. Uh, did you know that in, in Japan they call the, the button on the bottom of the PlayStation the cross button? I did know that. Yes, I did. Did you know that they use that as the like unconfirmed button, and circle is the confirmed button? That's the way. The way I learned that is when I first played Metal Gear Solid Two on on PS Two. I had the Japanese um, control setting, and I thought my game was busted because I would hit start on the main menu, and then I would hit X to select new game, and it would bring me back to the the title screen. That was actually Kojima's plan all along. (laughs) It's it's part of his big brain. Uh, ways. Kojima, Kojima loves America and like Western culture and shit, but refuses adamantly to swap the buttons around for the Western audience. I, I've got to respect. See, yeah, good for him. My, my hot take is it makes sense the Japanese way. Like, yeah, circle is yes, X is no. Like that's <laughs> this has been a long-standing <laughs> like cultural like, understanding. 
Yeah, also, like, the A button is in the same place as the uh, circle button on a, like, Nintendo controller. Yeah it, yeah, it must it must be one of those, like, study-tested things where, like, they, they did a bunch of market research and found out that people's instinct was to hit X to confirm or something. Sorry, I thought you said, I, thought, I know you said market research, but I thought you said Margaret research. Margaret. And I was like, is this <laughs> No, like... that bitch is dead. That bitch is long dead. <laughs> yes. The problem with other people's research is that you... I don't know. Um, <laughs> God. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill you with hammers. <laughs> That's... I can't, I can't. I don't have the energy to finish that. I, I that, was, that was bad. <laughs> with hammers, um, huh? With hammers, yeah. Fair with, enough. With hammers, just like E.T. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that much for free. Tom, Tom is our E.T. Oh, no. Um, do we have any news this week? We have the, but the tiniest smattering of news. Little, little Heard, sprinkling. Little Sounds sprinkling. Right. Just a morsel of news. Just sh- shaving some news on top of uh, on top of our ice cream here. Like like it's like it's some gold leaf for some truffle. Oh, I love <laughs> truffle. Who who doesn't? Can we turn this into a podcast about truffle about truffle shavings on my pasta? <laughs> so, uh, Digimon Seekers is out. It's the like sort of. Um, X Ross uh, media collaboration, the whole thing of like it's it is a it is a readable like light novel type deal with some like trailers that like was also used to show products and it has like some CG stuff with it. Unfortunately, I haven't really kept up with it yet because I don't think it has the official English translation out yet, and I really don't want to be fussed with like finding like the quote unquote like best localization done by a machine type of deal i mean it's probably um you don't need to do that because um oh i need to find the name of the person i always forget it uh but um the i want to say like on a kun or something like that it's the same person who was like sort of at the center of like when um uh uh kanaka went crazy oh okay so you know what I did actually post uh, they own at own K Kuhn, uh, O-N-K-E-I-K-U-N yes. on Twitter has a um, unofficial uh, Digimon Seekers translation that yes. I'm assuming they did. Yes, I think that's probably the best place to go, uh, given, you know, their, their previous history and they seem like a decent person. So. Yeah, given, given, the, given the circumstances. Her uh, her Twitter bio says get vaxxed, so I'm going to trust her more than I'll ever trust Konaka. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think they might, might be in medicine. Uh, but yeah, the um, that's probably a place to go. I mean, I saw With the Will. Uh, I think when With the Will is out there on like, day one saying this is some edgelord crap, uh, I, I was just kind of like, mm, you know what? I'm going to wait this one out and see what happens. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm definitely going to reserve my judgment until there's like proper... Uh, like translations available because yeah. I just don't think a machine translation can can do any story justice. Like, agreed. God, yeah. I remember, um, you know, when the Great Ace Attorney games weren't translated. Oh, uh, yeah. The yeah, there were there was some questionable bullshit that people put in in like fan translations of that game. S- slurs the game. I mean, the final game does also have a couple slurs, unfortunately. It, it does, but the ones just, that I know you've talked about, at least to me, the slurs yeah, that the fan just, translation put in are egregious. They, yeah, yeah, see, because like, I can believe that the like the 
the anti-Semitic slurs put in the official localization were the result of ignorance and not malice because like it it is a Shakespearean illusion some people especially like you know people who aren't very culturally um knowledgeable might not understand the anti-Semitic implications of calling someone you know this word or whatever um but like the the fan translation just straight up used like an ethnic slur for Japanese people several times Shutakumi um, said, "I'm making a game about racism," and the uh, the translation community said, "Bet." So, uh, <laughs> and like, yeah. I've heard that some of the people from that trans local from that like fan translation team are nice people, but one of them, very very, you know, is a very very big shithead, went on Twitter and like repeatedly defended using a slur that does that he is like you know is not his to reclaim, even if he you know if that was the intent or whatever. Uh, it's it's garbage. It's awful. Um, I'm I'm I feel so bad for all the people who tried playing that fan translation, ran to that brick wall, and then never got to experience the rest of that incredible, amazing game because of that. Yeah, I really need to, I really need to finish that. That's that's. I think I just got kind of worn out of it after a bit because I played like I played through the first game, I, and then I started the second game, which is better. But I think I just got burnt out after a point, so I do need to finish it. Uh, there's it's just a, there's a lot of game in that in those games. There's a lot of reading in that, and also, I don't think it's his best work. Like, I think it's pretty damn good. I would disagree, good. personally. Oh, Ghost Trick is easily, like... Oh, well, okay, I, I, I meant more in the, uh, the how, Ace Attorney, how, I should say. How far into into 2 did you get, Tom? Um, I got to, like, I think I got over, over like, halfway. So I'm on, okay. like, the second-to-last case. I know I need to... Keep going, I know then. <laughs> I, know, I know Takumi's games peak, um... They are peak. Well, no, I know they tend to <laughs> they peak, are, they are peak. peak incredibly well. Uh, so I mean, the the ending of Ghost Trick is, ooh, very. They, yeah, they they these games peak like a shitty microphone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, last two cases of Great Ace Attorney two are are absolute kino, as the kids say. I don't think you can, I don't think you're using that word correctly. <laughs> no, it's kino. Yeah, I think good. kino refers to refers to cinema. Yes, it's cinema. Uh, Kino, about, a gum to... obtained from certain tropical trees by tapping, used locally as an astringent in medicine and in tanning. It's Kino. When when anyone talks about Ghost Trick, I just post the Martin Scorsese cinema picture, so <laughs> there, there you go. Anyway, Digimon. Digimon Seekers. This this I've 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 seen like very little buzz around this. Um I don't know. I, I saw some cool like Digimon designs like there's a cargo, there's like a VTOL of Digimon. Yeah, cargo yeah. Who, yeah, who absolutely I love this dude. I yeah. love the puppies too. The puppies are very cute. The uh, Lugamon <laughs> and Lugarmon. Yes. Lugarmon is like he's just bigger dog and like pointier dog, but I still like him a lot. That 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 sounds like a British person talking about the phlegm at the back of your throat. <laughs> Lugar. Lugar. Uh, um. I'd say that sounds American, actually, but okay. <laughs> Gonna hawk a um, luga. I'm sorry. <laughs> the second episode in a row of torture me like this. Oh, no. Um, Queen's Beans! Yeah, that's not... No more Queen's Beans. <laughs> Be- the Queen don't get no more beans. It's the King's Beans now, please. Okay, my my apologies. As of... A few, in a few weeks' time, I guess. <laughs> so um, that means there's, there's a few weeks left for the funniest thing in the history of the world to happen. Yeah, well, the, the odds are the odds are decent, I'd say. Um, <laughs> let's hope. Uh, let's hope. I wanna I wanna celebrate with my Irish brethren again. 
Actually, we don't really need another royal death to distract people from the fucking government. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, Digimon Seekers seems like it could be cool. I I don't know why. They, I want another anime. Please announce another anime. Maybe, <laughs> an anime maybe we'll get something at a, um, Digifest this year. No. Well, I mean, maybe. It's entirely possible. But I... I don't know. We had Digimon Con and that went by without much happening. I mean, because even... Digimon Con is like a is like a product showing. It's not like a thing you and did sure, so you, you sure. want to know why it's not the, the, the place where you now do things? Because it's also uh, featured in America. That's why. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> this so, <is> nothing. <laughs> um, a downside to Digimon um, uh, Seekers there. It, there's a Digi Police. Upside I mean, we, to we, Digimon we Seekers, the Digi Police are girl bosses. We are literally watching a show right now about the Digi Police. So. You know what? You're right. But I will <laughs> say there is a girl who has a new Maimon partner. So like, I already think I'm gonna love her just because like, you you partner up a girl with like a with like the the poop mon, the slime mon, <laughs> and I'm like I'm in. Yes, that's basically the reverse um, Kishiro Jellymon dynamic, right? Yeah. There. So I love it. Yeah, good, 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 good. That's- I want to see Kishiro with a new Maimon. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> He just, he just, he just evolve. <laughs> like he would just become the shittiest person. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Any other news? Uh, not really. Uh, just, I mean, for the first like week of the release, we were getting like um a chapter a day for the Jamon Seekers, and now I think it's like once every week we'll get one chapter. So I don't know how long this is going to be. So okay. check it out if you want. Question mark. <laughs> yes, if you're desperate for Digimon stuff, um, then yeah, maybe, maybe worth a look. I don't know, maybe yeah, maybe check it out after after it's oh, completed. Wait. They got some new o- Otadamas of some frontier. Car- Remember those little Sumsums? Now you can get one of Loamon, of Lusamon, or of Susanooomon. I love my little plushy bean of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's actually you. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, actually, I'm just gonna look that up. Is there a Hades Sumsum? Like, how many times have have they made Sumsums out of basically the devil? Um, yes, there there is a Hades Sumsum. Sick. Yeah. I don't. L- I don't... L- Lusamon would beat Hades. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Lusa, uh, Mona Marshall would beat James Ward Cinefy. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. You, you remember how like um Lusamon fall down mode like basically like suplex power bombed uh like the the Golden Boys. That's what oh, she yes. would do to James Woods in real life. <laughs> I like to think so. I I would like to think so. Absolutely. I feel like if I blew on James Woods hard enough, he would just like disperse into dust. It was oh, so dis- we, it was we so should get that. It was so disappointing finding out he was a shithead because I really liked his performances in in both Hercules and also in like he's he is was I guess I haven't heard him in a while um, a great voice actor but also seems like a complete piece of shit. I yeah. were, you, were you gonna say also in The Simpsons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say also in The Simpsons. Yeah, um, but also I guess um, shit, uh, shit people being decent voice actors is also kind of the subject of this podcast at the moment. So especially in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um so oh oh wait is that a, is that an omen of things to come? Oh well, I, I just think that the the performance is particularly good in this episode compared to oh, the rest of the okay. episodes we've seen so far. I thought like Keenan's voice actor was going to turn out to be a dickhead. Oh well. no. I as far as I know Brian Sedal is a very nice person. Okay, good. 
as far as I know, putting a huge asterisk there. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, don't, don't, don't kill your idols, people. She um, she voiced Tommy. How could she be bad? <laughs> that is true. Yes. yes. She Solid has argument. a gray parrot named Jetta, according to her uh, Wikipedia page. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. That is cute. You know what else was cute? This week's episodes. There, there was some cuteness. I guess they weren't very cute, but they like, weren't that cute. You're, 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 you're really trying to get that segue, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I saw it there, and I thought this is terrible. Let's do it. And okay, I, I, here we go. The motto of our podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're amazing. Um, Tom, would you like to take us away for episode fourteen of Digimon Data Savers? Absolutely. Um, also, still going to consider calling it Digimon Squatters from now on. Uh, I'm just going to. Digimon squatters rights. <laughs> <laughs> squatters with a D. <laughs> okay. Yeah, squatters, squatters rights. Oh, right. The rights of the squatters. Digimon episode... cyber squatters. <laughs> episode titles all around. Um, okay. <laughs> episode 14 of Digimon Data Squad is called The Wild Boy of the Digital World. First aired in Japan on July the 9th, where it went by the title... Digimon Boy Ikuto, Forest Guardian Juraymon. Nope, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that right. But I'm Ju- gonna go Juraymon? With, I'm going to go with Juraymon. <laughs> it's it's, ju- it's, it's kind of like jury. Cherrymon. It's jury duty. And <laughs> it aired in English on January the 7th, 2007. I feel like the gap's getting a bit shorter. So this episode basically picks up where the last one left off with the revelations that, well, not the revelation just yet, but you had Samson basically telling everyone he has some news about Marcus's dad. The news about Marcus's dad is that Marcus's dad worked for Dats and was part of an expedition team that went off into the digital world quite some years ago. I'm just going to quickly step in here sideways um, <laughs> to point out, like, this. so this is important to understand um, the chronology of this series. Um, DAS didn't exist back then. It, it was a team of scientists of different disciplines uh, okay. sent by the uh, Ministry of... Um, God, what, 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 did I, what did I call it last time? Ministry of uh, Confidentiality and Espionage? Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Was that a so, me error, or was that like in was that missing no, the, the dub as well? The, the show says it was a squad of dats, but no, this okay, okay. this is no. this is the the organization that would pre- predates dats. It's because of this incident that that dats was formed. Oh, okay, I see. Right, so there we go. So yes, Marcus's dad was part of that team. Marcus's dad is called Spencer Spencer Damon. Pretty cool name. And he was basically one who put his life on the line to protect the team, blah, blah, blah. But he has never been seen, seen again since. And that's the truth. So Marcus goes home and, you know, he kind of like has a small, not confrontation, but like, you know, he's like, Mom, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, so no, you know. And they have that kind of moment. But basically, they all go home, the three of them, and, and they are basically pondering, you know, that they're now going to go to the digital world to try and track down Marukimon and kick his ass, <laughs> essentially. So, they arrive in the digital world. On the way, they get given a bunch of supplies, including loads of cooking by Marcus's mum. Sarah really put in the effort to keep them all fed. They all uh, warp into the digital world. If you see a few shots here that are in the OP, in the dub OP, anyway. And the supply package gets walked into the digital world as well, but it's like sent quite far away from them. It's not like it doesn't land right next to them or anything. So they go off to basically, you know, collect it. 
on their way, they run into a strange boy who's kind of like dressed like... Um, I'm not sure the best way to describe this. Uh, he looks like he's been living there quite a while. Uh, he speaks in sort of like broken English um, and he uh, is accompanied by Falcomon, the same Falcomon from last week's episode, uh, well, last episode of the podcast's episodes that we covered. You know what I mean. So Falcomon is his like partner and they end up like, you know, fighting. This kid, by the way, has a big boomerang which he likes to throw around. They end up fighting, and because Falcomon is this kid's partner, this kid also has a Digivice. This this kid, by the way, is called Keenan. Keenan Cryer. And he digivolves Falcomon into Pekmon. Pekmon being like a big sort of ostrich type thing. And Falcomon's very fast, so they all digivolve into their own, you know, champion levels. But they are sort of disturbed by Cherrymon. Cherrymon is basically telling them to knock it off. And so, you know, the fight sort of intensifies and so on. Marcus digivolves Geogreymon into Rhysegreymon. And then Cherrymon is just like, I said, knock it off. And basically they're showing that Cherrymon is protecting a bunch of Neokimon, which are like little baby, baby like plant Digimon. So Marcus realises what's going on. You know, Cherrymon's not there. Um, Cherrymon's not like working for Marukimon or anything like that. He's just trying to protect his own. But... Up above in the sky, we kind of meet our two, like, sort of crook-type characters. There's Gotsumon, who I think we saw previously, and Yanmamon, who is, like, a, a flying bug dude. He's pretty cool. I like I like Yanmamon. I, I love how his face is just constantly contorted into, like, a scream. <laughs> a silent scream. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, basically, they, they end up, like, sort of throwing rocks or... The champions basically divert their attention to these rocks that are falling so that they don't, you know, hurt Cherry Mon and therefore the little, little babies. So they're managing to, like, blast through the rocks, but I'm sorry, I got a detail wrong. Marcus now evolves Geogreymon into Rise Greymon in order to blow up a gigantic rock that everyone else has trouble attacking. And then they, you know, Cherry Mon, he's pleased. Keenan and Peckmon are basically just like... Oh, we look like dumbasses. We better get out of here. <laughs> so, which they do. And then Cherrymon gives that s- some directions towards Murukimon's lair. So they head off on their way. So that's, that's what happens this episode. Digital World, Keenan's introduction. And uh, yeah, a bit of a new arc begins. So I think it's important that we address something that uh, I bet you both think is a dub problem. But nope, <laughs> it's oh. an original problem. It is? It is. No um, way. I mean, that shouldn't surprise me. And now okay. that I think about it, it doesn't. But ooh, oof. Okay, so what are we talking about? The way Keenan talks, he has like the Tarzan grammar. Like, yes. me hate humans. Uh, you know, me me kill humans for Marukimon and whatever. Um, that's not an invention of the dub. In the Japanese version as well, he spoke in equally broken Japanese, which makes no goddamn sense because there isn't a single fucking Digimon that talks like that. <laughs> yeah, all the Digimon like, like all the Digimon is just walking around talking like Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield, and then suddenly there's a weird kid who doesn't know how to speak basic grammar. Uh, yeah, and it's it's especially egregious because you will you will see the Digimon who raised him later on, and she <laughs> talks normally, and he was raised next to Falcomon, who in the dub talks like a fucking butler, <laughs> and yet. <laughs> 
And yet, somehow, and yeah. he has this really broken like English whenever he talks. And it's like, it's one of those things where, like, when I first watched the dub, I was like, boy, I sure hope someone got fired for that blunder. And then I looked it up and I was like, wait, no, they were being faithful for once. Of all the times, of, of all the times, of all the times that could have diverted, like, diverged from the original source material and improved it, they chose to stick with it instead. No, I mean honestly, I think they would have done that regardless. I think, I think someone would have could have looked at that and gone, "Oh, we, sh- oh, I know what we should do." You know, be even, more racist. Yeah, even if the Japanese version, he was just speaking in like perfect, um, perfect, you know, whatever uh, fluency or whatever. Um, interesting, very silly. Um, I don't know. Maybe Marcus and the gang can teach him the the ways of like speaking. <laughs> Speaking civilized or whatever. It's it's just uh. so funny. Like Falcomon's got his little ninja outfit, and then Keenan's got like you know <laughs> a vaguely indigenous inspired outfit with like a cape and feathers dangling from it and whatever. He's got a um, boomerang too. Like yeah, he's got a fucking boomerang. Like come on, <laughs> come on. Akiyoshi Honga was like, team, we need a really racist fourth human design. And there was, like, an intern in the back, it's like, buddy, I've got this. No sweat. God, I'm just gonna take this opportunity to uh, complain again about Falcomon's voice, because, like, it's hard to take the idea that he is as naive as Keenan seriously when he sounds like fucking Mr. Belvedere. Who sat on his balls, (laughs) as as we remember that one time. Exactly, who sat on his balls. I mean, it's not. I will say um, uh, this is nowhere near as bad. All this stuff with Keenan, nowhere near as bad as uh, Cherryman's voice, <laughs> or rather, what Cherryman's voice isn't. Um, you you want it? You want it to be the Mar- the Marlon Brando? I want. I want it to be Marlon Brando too. I never ever do not want it to be Marlon Brando. Like <laughs> Cherryman showed up in Ghost Game. It was in Japanese. And I, oh, I was watching it in Japanese, of course, and I still wanted it to be Marlon Brando. I want to hear a Japanese dude try and do a Marlon Brando impression. Like that's how- it's weird because like they have Jeff Nimoy back for this season. It's not that's like what in I was Fron- thinking. It's not like in Frontier where like he he isn't part of the team. <laughs> is is it is Cherry one of this episode Jameson Price? Because no, it's 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 my, uh, Michael McConaughey. He's the, the okay. same voice actor as. Um, Azulongmon? I, I can't remember which season he voiced Azulongmon. Okay, in, that, now I can hear it. Because at first I was like, oh, like a sort of deep voice. Like, okay, like this, this, this reminds me of um. He he's he's also Seth in Street Fighter Four uh, and Five. Oh, okay. Um, and he voices uh, Lieutenant Norris Packard in uh, Mobile Suit Gundam: The Eighth Mobile Suit Team, which is one of the best. Uh, OVAs of all time, and he is one of the best characters in that of all time, who provides one of the best fight scenes of all time. Dang. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of, I have a lot of affection for for Michael McConaughey's voice. He's he's a he's a cool actor. I just checked, and it is it is uh, Tamers is Longmon. Tamers is Longmon. Okay, yeah, he was who was he voiced by in um in Zero Two? Was that was he voiced by Richard Epcar in that or someone? David different? David Lodge. Right, David Lodge. I, Good I knew old David was... Lodge. I knew it was one of our iconic deep voiced uh dudes. I love uh I loved him in the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. <laughs> Pump up those numbers. Um actually is that Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, okay, I've I've seen that meme going around lately and I can't okay. You know what, never mind. Um 
Okay, but other than other than Keenan's whole thing, um, I liked this episode. I thought it was a decent yeah. introduction. I yeah. thought I think I feel like this show moves at like a faster clip than Tamers, but like I felt like this kind of mirrors some of the aspects of like when they go into the digital world for the first time in Tamers, like. They they take they don't just jump straight in like in like O two for example, um they kind of they spend a little bit of time like making it seem like a dangerous thing. Like firstly, they say Marcus's dad seemingly um died in in the digital world. Um, although I'm pretty sure he's not dead. Um, and then they have like the thing where they overnight they you know they spend their time overnight. You see them sort of brooding and being like worried about everything and then you have them go in and they've got their big supply crate and everything of 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 goodies and whatever to bring into the digital world like they 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 spend a little time amping up the sense of like you know ten- there's a bit of tension over oh not, not tension but like you know it's clearly not something they're taking lightly yeah which is, which is nice like it gives a bit of you know um meaning to it which is nice yeah, yeah. and I, I would like to to also sh- just kind of shout out um, the dub for vastly improving the early part of this episode. The the conversation that Marcus has with uh, his mom before he leaves is so much more emotional and heartfelt in the dub compared to the sub. Um, the sub is there's a lot of exposition in it that isn't in the dub, but I think that's okay because we learn it later in the dub anyway. Um... But what's what's most important is that the dub focuses more on the emotions and whatever. Uh, and there's a line that is, that is dub original where Sarah says to him, she, she he says, how how much how much have you known? Do you know? And she says, well, I guess about as much as you know now. But the only important thing for you to know is that I miss him every day, and I don't want you to end up like he like he like him. Sorry. Um, and just that notion, like that that fear that he's going, she's going to lose, like the another member of her family forever, is uh, a lot more present in the dub. In the sub, she's very gung ho, but yeah, go and bring him back. Like, go find your dad, bring him back here. We'll be happy again. That's that feels weird, Sarah. What's wrong with you? Or uh, Sayuri, <laughs> what's wrong with you? So, so the dub making it more about like she's worried and she's apprehensive, and like when even when Marcus says like. Uh, you know, I'll I'll go in there and I'll, I'll grab Dad and I'll drag him back here. She just kind of sighs and says, "Let's hope." Like she doesn't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's uh, it's good, but it's also like you can really sense like the weight of it. Yeah, and there's another great line where um, Marcus like said, you know, he's making his gung ho like uh speeches, and Sarah just says, "You remind me of your father." And Marcus asks, "Is that a bad thing?" Because in in the sub, he would consider that comparison extremely flattering. But I love that he has a moment in the dub where he's not sure if she means that as a compliment or as, you know, some, like a, a, a wistful um, musing, kind of. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. And I like that, because it's it's good. Like, Marcus in the sub idolizes his dad despite, ha- you know, barely having, uh, barely remembering him and and wants to be like him. So the notion that he could see a comparison to his dad as being a negative thing and he understands it as like she's saying he is, you know, he's just as as gung-ho and willing to sacrifice himself as as the dad. Um I think that's a good improvement. I think it adds some emotional weight to this departure. Yeah, agreed. 
So the that's good. I really like the um, I really like like that that change, uh, just adding more emotional depth to it. And I also like Keenan calling. Even though I don't like his broken English, I think him calling humans humans is really adorable. It's <laughs> and I, I like that bit too. I was like, oh, that's that's cute. That's funny. It, it feels like a natural evolution of like Takatomon. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, what what else would he know if, uh, he's probably heard the phrase human, mistakes it for human, because all he knows are Digimon. Yeah. Um, that being said, now that I've gotten that positivity, uh, clinched, I don't like how evil the dub makes Marukimon. They give him, like, several, like, evil laughs and, like, foolish humans and whatever. It's um, so much. In the sub, he he is very much, like, he doesn't want to do this. Like, he's not, like, a, an enthusiastic villain. He sighs when he sees them come, that they've arrived. He's like, well, I guess we're doing this. Um, like, Keenan has a line in both the dub and the sub when he says, like, God, what was it? It was, I'm checking my notes really quickly right now. Oh, yeah, he says, uh, when Marcus says that Marukimon's going to going to destroy the, the human world, Keenan says... You lie, Murukimon protects us. And, like, in the sub, I can, like, he wholeheartedly believes that, because that is who Murukimon is. Like, right. he is he is a protector that's t- defending them from, you know, some some threat that's forced them out of the forest and into the infinite ice ridge. Um, but in the dub, like, I get, I get the, it, it seems like he's lying to him. Like, it seems like Keenan's deluded, and not, like, he does, and not that he wholeheartedly believes in you know, his his world's protector. Yeah, that was my exact thing. Like, I put my notes, I was like, like, kid, oh, this poor kid is probably being lied to, like, except not really, because context. Yeah. And there's there's another another line that's lost in, um, so when, when Cherrymon first appears, in the dub, he says, you meddling humans are trespassing. Uh, and in, this, in the sub, what he said instead was, you violent humans are back again. Oh. Which like that's kind of important. That like that is a line that means something. Yeah. Humans attempted to colonize the digital world before and now they're back again. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's um I'm interested to know what like the actual like cuz like Mookimon is clearly a villain, but like I I'm interested to know a bit more about the overall like what is his what what are his motivations and so on and and, and all, yeah. all, all that so um I think yeah and like so there there's another bit of the dub flubs later on when uh Cherrymon um is like he's he's telling them where Murukimon's base is and then in the sub they ask him why and he says I don't serve Murukimon like I I just live in this forest and in the sub, it makes them go, oh, like, Murukimon didn't conquer them. Like, he he's not, he's not like, subjugating these people. Um, like, not every Digimon in the digital world is, is one of his subjects or whatever. Um, but the dub goes the opposite direction. As Thomas says, he, this means Murukimon's more than just a Digimon. He might control the entire digital world. It's like, what the fuck? Where did you get that from? I that's, literally that's... put on my notes. I was like, this is the <laughs> most nonsense, Thomas. I was like, I don't know that. I don't know this for sure, but I am also 100% sure that that line is nothing. That, that, that line yeah. is just made up crap. So, um, I mean, literally the first note I made, I think, I think the discussions here are rubbing off on me because the first note I made this episode when they start talking about Spencer's backstory was 
Um, um, okay, how are the how is the dub getting this wrong? Um, yeah, that was out, my, I, I put, like <laughs> I was like, nope, there's no way any of this is right. Yeah. It's, oh, it, uh, speaking of the backstory and changes, they were like, oh, and the Digimon burned the camp. And I'm just like, you mean killed them? They just killed these <laughs> humans, I bet. There's no way that they just didn't straight up say killed them in the sub. <laughs> it's just, it. what it feels like to me is that the, the dub writing team saw, saw this episode and how it treated Murakumon and said, well, that's not right. Clearly he's, you know, the, the big bad of this arc. We'll have to make him seem more threatening. <laughs> We talked about it so much last podcast episode, but it's like, man, I sure do like when my villains have nuance. Like, I don't know about everyone else, but I sometimes I like it when my villain is multi-layered, like an onion. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like very... I don't know, like he... It's not exactly like... It's not like super deep either. It's just like, okay, he's kind of like a... He's a kind of like the... <laughs> the, the tribal chief or whatever of the digital world like yeah. he's not he's not like uh, and he's not like bowser or anything he's just kind of doing his own thing and and you know clashing with the main kids it's like he's an he can be an antagonist without literally like wanting world domination or whatever um i don't and and it seems like that's a problem for the dub writers i guess so it feels far. like it's a problem for literally every every single like dub of digimon like yeah. If there is a villain, then they must, like, be baby-eating evil. Otherwise, they're not a villain. Like, that's how they, like, equivocate it or, like, justify it. Like, oh, well, we got to make this change because a-, a villain, like, wants to just, like, smash heads in with a hammer. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and when they want to do baby-eating villain, like the-, the original writers, they will do it. You know, they do it quite effectively. Like, look at yeah. Myotis models. <laughs> like, you know, th- they... that That's just fine, so... I don't get why they have to soft, uh, not soften it, but like you know, make it more flat, make it more one-dimensional, make so. it stinky. Yeah, <laughs> making it stinky. Make I it did, stinky. Like, speaking of Rukimon, I did like the uh, insane like dark side slash Fanos like uh, chair pose at the end of this episode. It's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very much like um, that one Ghost and Goblins or whatever boss. Uh, I think it's Loki, where he's just you just a giant legs in the chair. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> it's just the pose. The pose is hilarious, though. And so I, I have in my notes that almost almost immediately right after that part, the dub gets another characterization wrong. Um, when Gatsumon appears flying on Yanmaman, um, he in the dub he's like those humans. They're always meddling. They're trying to cause trouble. Um, in the sub, what he sees is, oh boy, an opportunity to undermine Keenan, let's go. Oh <laughs> like, man, that's even better. He's he's such a shithead in the sub. Like he <laughs> he 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 flies over and sees Keenan fighting the humans and he goes, Oh boy, wait till I tell Marukimon on him, and then flies away. <laughs> Literally Randall Weems. <laughs> I'm it's... so mad we didn't get that. <laughs> That's so good, yeah. Yeah, these yeah, two are like, like clearly clearly the goons of this arc. Like they're clearly clearly like the um book and school or whatever of this arc. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So it's yeah. that's what that's what makes it fun, is that like if it's got someone's sole desire in in the sub is is to is to get Keen out of the way because he wants to be Murukimon's number one guy. Um <laughs> and like this is the second time in a row that 
the dub has edited that out, and it makes me sad, because they're going to have to course correct eventually. Um, like, that's not something that you can just write out entirely. No, it's like, a, when it happened, it'd be like an epic betrayal, is when it'll happen. That's 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 what it's going to be like. <laughs> no. Surely. Surely nothing will be uh, gotten wrong when they have to course correct. <laughs> I... I will bow, bow my head in uh, reverence to uh, the fact that this is Michael Lindsay's last uh, Digimon dub role, though. Is it? Yeah. Wait, who does he play? Gatsumon. Oh, he does? Oh, Michael Lindsay, poor one now. Ori- original voice of Joe, uh, original voice of Greymon. Um, great dude, cool guy. Uh, unfortunately, it was taken from us too soon. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, this was, this was his last uh, Digimon role. Oh, man. That's sad. Love love you, Michael Lindsay. You played the best boy of all time. I, I got you, Mon, but also Joe, I guess. <laughs> I just gotta say, I know it's like a Digimon thing, but I'm so sick of the, the way this, like, jobbing happens of, like, Falcomon showed up in, like, the last set of episodes, and it's like, oh, he's too fast. How can we take on this rookie level? And it's like, we have three champions. Like, no, Peckmon is too fast. It's like, how can we take him on? How can we defeat such speed? It's like, bro, you can clearly just digivolve to Rise Greymon at any time. Like, incinerate him. Crush his skull. <laughs> no, he's too yeah. fast. He's too I fast. Mean, he d- Peckmon does have a dive kick, so I guess that's, like, really tough to out. But, like... Yeah. Like, come on. I, also- I know it's the show... But I'm just so sick of it. I still find it hysterical that Steve Bloom drops the accent for for Falcomon's Digivolutions. I don't know why. It's like it's like they recorded one episode with the accent, watched the next one, and went, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> Made a little oopsie. <laughs> he's he's just a baby. I don't know why this this just a baby sounds like a man named Jeeves, but whatever. <laughs> my my baby, my baby named Jeeves. Oh dear! Can you imagine if you like you named a baby Jeeves? You would just have—it'd have to be called a Butler. Yeah, you'd be—you'd be fucking that kid up for life. You're—you're you're deciding his career path right then and there. <laughs> yeah, you like sign the document to make the kid's name uh, Jeeves, and then so they like the police just come and take you away immediately for like or t- cruelty. Or take the, take, the, take the child away immediately. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that way they can be cruel to the child. <laughs> okay, social services or whatever, <laughs> not cops. Okay, uh, it's a, anyway. no, it's a joke because of like the cruel because people would make fun of a kid named Jeeves. Oh, oh I see. Yes, they'd be like, "Ha, ah, dumbass baby, look at this stupid baby." <laughs> don't call your name Jeeves. Don't call your kids Jeeves. Please. Don't call your kids Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, people will just keep asking them stuff, and they'll be very confused because they won't know what that means. They w- they won't know what that's a reference to. Yeah, because that website. Does that website still exist? Should, it, should we find I'm pretty this? sure Ask Jeeves exists. Okay, Ask Jeeves. Can I ask Jeeves? I mean, it's probably just like an AI chatbot now, but... It's just called Ask.com <laughs> now. Ask, ask Jeeves PT free or whatever. God, can you can you imagine if it was like the, the Bing chatbot? It's like, I'm a good Jeeves. You were not a good user. <laughs> <laughs> I would side with Jeeves in that case. God, I, 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 I cannot believe every single episode we say something that just dates it completely. <laughs> oh, you know it. Um, yes, if I will say a thing I enjoy is um, 
uh, when they're like getting ready to go and they have the lunches. And Galmon's like, uh, sir, I'd really like my share of the lunch. I'm like, oh, Galmon, you're so cute. Yeah. You're, you're a baby, too. That I like that line a lot. I'm glad they added it. Uh, I wish they kept in Thomas's... It wasn't even a line in, in the sub. It was just... Uh, he, they, they had, like When Marcus is teasing Thomas about wanting the eggs, Thomas doesn't hear him because he's busy staring wistfully at the eggs. <laughs> staring at Sarah's eggs, huh, Thomas? I'm gonna go take a lap. Please do. Okay. <laughs> I'm back from my lap. How's it going? It's pretty Welcome fast. Back. It's pretty fast. Thank are you, you, you Peckmon? That was I'm, I'm Peckmon. Too fast. I, you can't call, I'm, I'm the fastest uh, Digimon in the digital world. Just call me Marukimon. Everyone's saying it. I so I love the ending of this episode. I'm, I'm, by the ending, I mean like after they trush the giant rock that's gonna like fall on Cherrymon. Um. The the like there was the 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 thing where Peckmon's just like it's like oh we should just get out of here um uh, it's just like the most like hilarious like oh you know you've been shown up like you like literally we have been owned <laughs> we need to leave like we it's it's just like the most like okay we need these people to leave so the episode can end uh writing thing ever yeah i'm not sure if it's different in the sub or whatever but like it's in in the sub it's more of a realization like oh they're not vicious they're not trying to tear the forest down well it's egg on our face <laughs> okay all right that's 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 good that was better anyway. um so they the dub also cuts a really good marcus speech that has a lot of thematic meaning to the show and i'm very sad about that um, oh. so, like, I didn't even know this speech existed, because this is my first time watching this episode subbed. Um, but I wrote it down in its entirety, because I thought it was really good. Um, so, once once the, the battle is over and everything's done, uh, Cherrymon says, Unbelievable. I can't believe I was, I was saved by vicious humans. Um, and then Marcus says, Uh, hey, it's true that some humans are stupid, like you said, and because... Because humans are stupid, it means we can get passionate. Passion can drive us to do bad things, but it can drive us to do good things, too. It can even drive us to rush forward to, sa to save a stranger without a second thought. And, like, that's really good. Like, that, that I like is, that. That is this series in a nutshell. Like, that passion can be good or it can be bad. Like, it's all about where you direct your, your passion. Yeah, that feels a lot like Marx's character is, like, the Bancho-like role of, like... Humans can rush in and do stupid things. Sometimes it'll backfire, but sometimes it'll be good. It's like I, I like that a lot. That it shows that at least in the sub, Marcus is not just a big stupid idiot. Like meat, meat pile of meat to punch things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, I also thought the animation was kind of good this week. Like, I, I yeah, feel, I feel like the fight with um, the fight between them all, but you know, between. Pokemon and the champions mostly was like had some nice fluidity to it um and there's some just like interesting shots and and it just looked a bit different than usual i feel like so um it's it's interesting you can definitely sort of see like how this is like clearly you know made a few years down the line from like the original digimon shows um I got I got that feeling from it anyway, and it's, it feels like there's a bit more, a bit more style put into the fight choreography rather than most Digimon fights where there's not much of that at all. <laughs> it's very most Digimon fights are very static. I feel like, but this yeah. this, this one wasn't 
too much. Granted, uh, they do a lot of that when they're blowing up the rocks, who are the true antagonists of this episode. Yeah, rocks can't really <laughs> fight back, I guess. So that 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 I'll give them a pass on that one. <laughs> I can't believe the big moment is Geo Greymon, you have to digivolve to ultimate so we could stop the really big rock. I'm sorry, that's so silly. <laughs> that's literally the silliest one of the silliest things that's happened in the show so far in the series where Citramon exists. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like we need an excuse to get Raj Greymon in this episode. What can we do? Uh big Big Rock? Big Rock. Big Rock. <laughs> and he can just bring out Rise Greymon whenever now? Is that, like, going to be a... Like, he he didn't have to, like, do anything special. It's, like, at least, no, like, yeah, I he, don't know, like... It's when you... Like, the way that the Digisoul works is once you found your resolve, you can reach that phase, like, that stage whenever. Like... Oh, um, don't you mean the Digimon natural ability? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I hate that so much. So silly. It's silly derogatory. Like, the Big Rock is silly affectionate, but... The opening literally has the line, Unleash your soul and you will reach your goal. Like, it was obviously supposed to be soul at some point. How late did they change it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Or maybe they just, <laughs> maybe, maybe they just were like... Maybe, maybe they just wrote those lyrics completely coincidentally. Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, what's the show about? Uh, kids, like, fighting using their, like, resolve or whatever. Kids don't um, believe in the soul. Considering all of the all of the other weird censorship in this season, which like feels super necessary because it was you know aimed at older kids and and young adults um, or young teens, I should say. No Digimon series has ever been aimed at young adults. Um, I feel like it might have been like an attempt to dodge religious implications. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is this yeah. is the Stem Lord dub because like it. I don't know. They they've edited out like Digimon that have like demon names or like devil names or whatever. So maybe he's just referencing the soul like too much. Like the soul is not an innately Christian concept. Like if like if if a, if a fundamentalist parent was going to watch the show and get offended by the mention of soul, they're going to get offended by a thousand other things first. They're going to be offended by the uh, the nature of evolution in this show first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> But anyway, all this all this nonsense aside, uh, do you both remember how three episodes ago I told you to put a pen in something when when Kudamon says, "Oh yeah, Marukimon, yeah, he lives in the infinite ice ridge." Yes. Yeah. This I episode was wondering is all about of, that. This episode is all about finding out where Marukimon is because they don't know, <laughs> and it it isn't until the end when they help Cherrymon save the babies uh, that Cherrymon tells them he lives in the infinite ice ridge, and in the Japanese version he specifically says. Uh, he was driven to the infinite ice ridge, which again important. <laughs> the fact he didn't he didn't just you know want a change of scenery or whatever. Like he was forced there. Yes. How much the... you think that Uber cost all the way to the infinite ice ridge? <laughs> <laughs> the villains the vill villains famously love living in cold places and are never and are never there for other reasons. Um, you know. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> fictional sorry, trope. I, I... We're we're jumping back a bit here, but I, I was reading over my notes for this episode again to see if I missed anything, and I did miss something that really fucking bothered me. Okay, <laughs> um, right. when when um the two uh, bridge girls are are giving the the gang uh their equipment for the for the mission, they identify two pieces of technology as this this device can capture Digimon's data, and this device can emit a powerful shock in case Marukimon gets too close. And it's like first of all. That is a Pokeball you're describing. Like, that... 
there is no device that can capture a Digimon's data because otherwise you would be using it the entire time instead of just killing them and sending their eggs back into the, the digital world. Um, <laughs> second of all, that's a walkie-talkie miss. That is not a taser. And even if it was a taser, what fucking good would a taser do against a Digimon that is mecha level and summons lightning to attack? Like... No, don't worry. Don't worry about it. It'll work. The so the the sub says this is a map that will show you like a, an electronic map that will help you find out where you've been and where you have to go. And this is a short range communication device, so you can keep in contact with us. I don't know why they changed that. It's because so weird. Tasers are cooler than talking to girls, obviously. It's such an, an unnecessary like change that adds nothing and just confu- like confuses the issue. Well, in, in, so in the weird. in the American one, they had to change it so that the the Digi-Please had handcuffs and a gun uh, rather than <laughs> um, you know useful items which yeah. are non lethal. So cool, <laughs> I guess. Keenan said, "A cab because he he blew up the Digi Tasers." <laughs> Me no like cops, I guess. Oh, hey, same buddy. Oh, look, honestly cops coming into a new world to colonize it that i am kind of on maruki monokina's <laughs> side here yeah you just you just don't like how can cops get worse what if they also colonize places yeah um, they're also i mean they already are imperialists but you yeah, know they're bringing cop city to <laughs> digital oh, world no. <laughs> oh no oh no okay um, uh, i i just want to say Yes. I want to say when uh, uh, Cherry Mon showed up and they're like, oh no, we're being attacked. And like the biggest, or no, it wasn't when, like, uh, it was it was Keenan running through the trees and he drops the nettles on them. And they're like, oh no, we're being attacked. It's like, these are like nettles, like, grow up. <laughs> Scrubs. You get some nettles dropped on you, and you're like, "Oh no, I can't pursue this. Thi- I can't pursue this child." Which I mean, maybe is a good thing, but <laughs> yeah. Also, like the weird, like the tiny pipe bombs or whatever that like um... Pekmon has. Yeah, or, or that was sick. Even Falcomon had, I think, as well. I'm not was sure. it yeah, little, little, oh. little, yeah, little ninja bombs. Yeah, that was sick. <laughs> I like this. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know if I have uh, much else to say. Yeah, I think this one's done, but it was a good, <laughs> good episode. Except good episode. Like, yeah, still, at least the dub didn't completely rewrite the like plot. I guess only a little bit. <laughs> only a little bit. And it was mostly last episode, but okay. Um, we, yeah, it's a Digimon dub. Like I said, like we know what we're what's gonna happen. Like in terms of this, but it still sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. It's pretty bad. Uh, probably the worst dub so far. But hey ho, this episode was not the worst dubbed episode of Digimon ever. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, even, definitely even not with, anywhere close. Even with the jank ass, um, even with the jank ass dub, uh, like changes and whatever, I still think that. A a poorly written episode of Data Squad is more you know more enjoyable than the original sub of Frontier. <laughs> That's not oh. even a question. Yeah, of course. I mean, Frontier had like the tickle stuff. It had it had literally everything wrong with it. Zoe. 
everything wrong with Frontier, and then it's like just everything. Yeah, we don't. Need we to say recap everything it. wrong with Frontier. We mean everything. <laughs> we don't comma, need... wrong with Frontier. <laughs> we don't need to recap it. We're, We're not recapping it. We're good. We're good. Um, cool. Do we want to take a quick break before we move on to episode fifteen? Then let's do it. Let's do sure. it. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We took a quick break, but we are back with episode 15. Would you both mind if I took the reins on this one? Go Go for it. So, episode 15, The Gorge of Deception, or in the sub, Memories of Mother, Howl Makgalgamon. This aired in Japan on July 23rd, 2006, and in English, January 14th, 2008. This was directed by Morio Hatano and written by Akatsuki Yamatoya. So... This is immediately after where the last episode left off. The group of dads is continuing to wander into the digital world. And in order to get to the infinite ice ridge, there is a big gorge in the way that they have to cross. And this gorge has a bunch of buildings, like, just poking out of the sides of it all along the way. So they have to climb down. They're rappelling down and trying to figure out getting across. But what they discover is that this place is home to a bunch of Dokugumon. Dokugumon, those giant spider Digimon we've seen dozens of times before. And they get ambushed very quickly. The Dokugumon trap them in webs and their partners as well and drag them down further into the gorge. And when everyone comes to, they're they're trapped. So you have the, the three humans hanging while tied up and then the other, the three Digimon are in sort of like a net almost. So Gatsumon and Keenan and Falcomon are sort of looking in this mystical, magical pool. And Gatsumon's like, oh, they aren't going to get through here easily because it's the Gorge of Deception title drop. And it's because of the fact that the Lord of the Gorge is Metal Phantomon. And what he does is he takes away your soul, your heart's essence, aka kills you. And so he puts the three Dats agents into a deep sleep and a nightmare so he can take their heart's essence away from them. So we see in Marx's nightmare, there's a Dromojimon carrying Christy away in the, the digital world. Marx is trying to rescue her, but there's Numamon getting in the way. And every time Marcus punches the Numamon, it multiplies. So he keeps punching them again and again. And eventually he tries to run after it, but he gets trapped by all the Numamon and Dromojimon escapes. Then we see in Yoshi's Nightmare, she finds herself in like a grayscape room and she sees her younger self like crying at the door and she says that she hates her family and Yoshi starts to cry. And this whole time the Digimon are like, no, like you have to fight back against the bad dreams, but to no avail. Because once you're put in a deep sleep by Metal Phantomon, it's only a matter of times. Only a matter of time, even. So in Thomas's dream... 
we see the town that he lived in with his mom back when he was a little baby child. And he remembers all these happy times. He remembers like, oh, like I got to do so much with my mom. I really loved her. Oh, it's the same as this. It's the same as this. But then he ends up getting caught into the time of his mother's death because he sees like, oh, there's this festival coming up. And he's like, no, not this festival. I have to warn her. So he ends up like finding where his own old home used to be. And he's trying to like get in, but to no avail. And eventually baby Thomas and his mom come out of the house and they're all dressed up ready for the festival. He's like, no, like mom, you can't do this. Like if you, if you go to this festival, like you are not going to come back. So like while the memories of mom and Thomas are walking, he is like literally like crying and screaming at them, like to tell them, no, like, please don't go. Please. I'm trying to warn you type of thing. And the whole time this is happening, you have Metal Phantom on Shmise, like, ha ha ha, tries you my little Austrian boy, you can't save her, etc, etc. Just the most over the top. Something very funny about a uh, Digimon designed to look like the Terminator, you know, a, 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 a character famously played by an Austrian, torturing an Austrian boy. It's poetry. <laughs> so, we come to the point where the fateful accident happens. There is a truck driver who is speeding and swerving. Thomas and his mom start to run the corner, but she sees a speeding truck and sort of like flings him away. It looks like pushes him away and she gets hit. It is actually much more intense, even for the dub of like, they show like the shattered like glass and stuff. Like the glass like shattered around like the, the front of the truck and like it's crashed. We don't see like her. We see... I think his glass or something, I want to say. I can't remember. It's I watched this last night. That was a whole, like, 12 hours ago. That's a long time for me. But Thomas has sort of had to relive this pain twice now. But then he comes to terms with a sort of, like, in this other memory where he's talking to his mother of, like, you know, he's not just remembering all of the bad times, but he tries to remember all of the good times with his mother, too. Like, her smile, etc., etc. He talks about... And this allows him to wake up screaming... And Thomas's full DNA power activates. His Digi-Soul awakens so that he is able to have Galgamon warp Digivolve to ultimate level of Mach Galgamon. And when Mach Galgamon sort of catches Metal Phantomon off guard, the other Dats agents are able to wake up. They Digivolve their Digimon to champion to stop the Dokugumon, while Mach Galgamon punches Metal Phantomon and just cracks its body and explodes it. And so with a job well done, they get out of the gorge, they start walking, only to find that Yoshi has passed out, and that's where the episode ends. No! Quite an intense episode. Um, I, I like- can't believe they- I can't believe Heavy Rain stole this from- stole, like, its whole big beginning of the plot from Digimon Data Squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just talk about, like, the escalation here? Um, they've been in the digital world, basically, like, two episodes now. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple hours at most. Yeah. So they've gone from first a small boy tapped them with a boomerang, then they tried dro- dropping big rocks on them, uh, and now they are like basically forcing them into a nightmare world to relive their worst memories uh, while sucking the very life force from their bodies. Um, their heart's essence, Tom. I think they kind of skipped like a few steps there. Like, shouldn't. <laughs> Like, they've, they've just gone very, like, they just dialed it straight to 11 in terms of, like, how how are we going to go after these, uh you know, kids? 
how we can, how we can sort them out. Uh, well, you know, it is Digimon Data Squad, so like it fits that this goes to like eleven. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. y- you know what? You know what I noticed actually reviewing my notes. We we just talked about the weird censorship of Digi Soul, right? To DNA. Yeah. This episode also cut it like so in the sub the Phantomons Metal Phantomons like I'm gonna suck out y'all's souls. Um and in the in the dub they change it to he's going to suck your life energy or whatever. His heart their heart's essence, the stupidest change ever. Yeah. It's like <laughs> wow, so they really can't say soul, huh? They really like, can't. If they wanted to change it, they could very easily be like, oh he's he's feeding on our negative emotions or something. Like they can only say, they can know. only use the word soul in book rock form. They can't yeah. Uh, yeah, they can't say it out loud in a sentence. Maybe that's how like they avoid like the bots that were like scrubbing the script to make sure no <laughs> sign of the soul was used. <laughs> yeah, it's like um soul <laughs> and then it like the bots have no idea what to do with that word because it's like Yeah. What is that word? We don't know. Let's move on. Uh, um um, or I don't know, maybe it just sounds enough like Christian Rock that they could get away with it. So. Um, no, this, this the, the song, the OP songs are better than that. It is, it is pretty they are good. much better. Don't like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I was reaching. I was reaching there. Um, Metal Phantom One's pretty cool. He's so cool. Yeah, voiced by Paul Saint Peter. It's like, I honestly thought like we were going to see Diaboromon at first because I saw like the spiders. There was the I forgot to mention, but there was a Kuramon who was sort of like keeping an eye on them, like examining them. And then I was like, "Oh, we're going to see like Diaboromon for some reason," and we're going because we have the Paul Saint Peter voice. Unfortunately, no. But Metal Phantomon's pretty rad. Yeah, I I love how much they, they how much they lean into the Terminator uh, stuff in this episode. Like it has like the red glowing eyes and like. They yeah, they added some like piston sound effects when it's moving, even though it doesn't have pistons, it just has like the electric arms and whatever. It's so so good. It looks nothing like Phantomon really, but it's fine. Like the closest the closest it has is it has a sort of uh sickle and also there's a cape. But it's cool, I like it. It's very taskmaster. Like the the anytime you put like a metal skull in a hood, I'm there. You know, it's. Pretty, I mean, honestly, same. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, it's already there's the obviously obvious like shared. I, I don't know if Skeletor would be an inspiration actually, but like for like an anime, there's a lot of Japanese designers, but it's pretty cool. I'm into it. So, um, yeah, cool, cool Digimon right here, very cool. Um, I also felt like this one maybe like some references to like, um, Death Thirteen in JoJo Part Three, like. I was kind of Probably, like yeah. keeping an eye out for that sort of stuff, but it plays it like way more seriously than that. Yeah, um, there's there's no there's no frying pan flattened head stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like that. Um, so it's yeah, it's quite heavy. I mean, the whole thing. I like when I was watching the episode. I I think I posted the dis- yeah I posted the Discord chat earlier. The whole Thomas scene it just reminds me so much of like the Batman meme where he's like hugging his hugging his dead parents like <laughs> ghosts or whatever. Uh, it's like don't leave me. Um, it's it's very much like that. It's it's so like melodramatic. <laughs> um, it's I honestly thought like it was pretty dang. I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty dang emotional. Like obviously, like it is melodramatic. Like they're they're going over the top with Mar- with Thomas being like, no, like please stop walking like fruitlessly. But I think it works in that because 
Thomas is kind of like just like a, a weird teen who clearly doesn't have his emotions fully in check, despite the fact yeah. that he likes to say he does. And I think Mona Marshall does a good job with um, young Thomas as well. Oh, that was Mona Marshall. Okay. I, I'm almost certain. I, I I wasn't able to check, but it sounds it sounds almost exactly like the voice she uses for Izzy okay. just pitched up. Yeah, I just checked. That is that is Mona Marshall for young Thomas. His just completely circular head. What's wrong with him? What's wrong with Austrians? <laughs> he looks so silly. Like it's young Thomas is very much like he's he's got the like draw your own manga look going on. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's a bit strange. Um, it's very much like they clearly was like, oh, before the incident, Thomas was the happiest boy who ever lived. Um, and and, and they, they just took that man with it. Um, yeah, like, it's really interesting. Like, he's, like, clearly a precocious kid who's like, yeah, I just spent all this time with my mom. And, like, she gave got me candy, like, when I didn't complain about groceries. Stuff. And I'm like, this is, like, really sweet. And it also, like, ex- explains so much about, like, why he is the way he is now. Yeah, and... I, I love um, Crispin Freeman as Thomas for the most part. I think he's a great voice actor. Um, I think he's a great job with the material. This is probably a direction thing over a voice acting thing. But I, I do really miss uh, how in the sub, what after the crash happens, when he collapses onto his hands and knees, he just like wails. Like he just screams. And it... It comes as a lot more jarring because he's all, he's been so composed and, like, serious up to this point. Mm-hmm. The dub just kind of has him whimpering instead, which is still, like, you know, still communicates the emotion. But I just love, like, how much he loses it. Like, it really sells that, that how traumatic and angry he is. Yeah, that's... I think that's always, like, a good sign of, like, showing how much a a something has affected a character, like, in terms of a traumatic event, when they just straight up lose it like that. Yeah, yeah, and like they, he does a good job with the anger afterwards. Like I think he does a great job of sounding really pissed off when he's initiating his, uh, you know, his DNA full charge and whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I do wish that that anger came through a bit more uh, at the start. I did like that. Um, I, I I do kind of find it fun when so this villain basically had them like wrapped up, like you know, for all intents and purposes, they were done. You know, um, they were locked in the trance. The partner that mom weren't able to help like they were pretty much done for um and then they kind of just defeated themselves the villain kind of defeated himself by like having oh it turns out thomas was too effed up for, <laughs> for this plan He's to work too traumatized yeah i just think it's so funny that like yoshi and and thomas have like legitimate like deep-seated trauma and then marcus is having a nightmare about something that happened like last week <laughs> like yeah Thomas, dude's dude's got no problems. Marcus, he really doesn't. Like they should have had like Marcus, just like, oh no, like Agumon took the last fried egg, and that's his nightmare. But, and and you know it's funny because like Thomas, uh, sorry, Thomas, not Thomas, Marcus, he's he's we literally just heard last episode about his father, like who yeah. you know disappeared one day, and like you know he's been raised by his mom and all this stuff. But no, his dream is just a Dramoji man, like, <laughs> found Christy and, like, <laughs> took her away. Taking her on a rodeo. It's it's really funny how they specifically chose uh, Dramoji man and Numamon, which are the two Digimon that appeared in that one episode together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. that was, like, sort of, like, where his biggest, like, failure was initially. Yeah. So his, I, his, I like that. 
Yeah, I do think it was funny. I was talking with Lucasfilm. We were watching it last night. It's like, man, these these two have problems. Marcus just has issues. Yeah, Marcus is like, oh no, like my sister. And meanwhile, like Baby Yoshi is like, I hate my family. And Thomas is like, oh boy, it's my dead mom. I sure hope I don't see her getting crunched. <laughs> getting crunched. Getting crunched by that truck. It makes me wonder if, like, if they'd been in there longer, like, if Yoshi would have, like, found some effed up enough stuff that made her, like, snap out of it. But, um, I don't know. I guess it makes sense. Thomas Thomas speed around his uh, trauma. (laughs) Thomas Thomas being the one driven by angst um, makes makes sense, uh, I suppose. So, yeah, he's, he's, like, fully forming into, like, the emo member of the group <laughs> which i love that for him yes absolutely he's he's harnessing his inner mat um and it's uh it's working out for him i i love mock Galgamon. i think i think it is the perfect dumb evolution for Agreed. for thomas to have like it it's like where it's like it's where Gururumon, but updated for aughts sensibilities if that makes sense oh like, yeah completely where like you know he had leather pants and like the edgy, like, straps and belts and whatever. Very Rob Liefeld-esque design. And then Mock Galgamon has, like, a jetpack and a wrestling belt and sunglasses, like... Yeah, like, like, um, Wagarurumon had all the belts and pouches and stuff. Um, Mock Galgamon has the Intercontinental Championship belt, so, like... It's, it's so... <laughs> that's, like, like, it's not even, like, a, like, a W... It's, like, it has, like, a royal family crest on it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so oh, ostentatious, and I love it. It's a very, it's a very Japanese belt, like a wrestling belt. Like that is, that is some. Okay. Yeah, he, he. I figured it was like the Austrian part of like Thomas made it was like, oh, like here's his family's crest on Mark Galgamon's <laughs> belt or something. Yeah, Matt Galgamon won the G1, and, and like, gotcha, gotcha. That's where that's from, um, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I love the design. Yeah, I love the design. It's great. It's uh, it's so great because it it feels like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like asynchronous in a way. <laughs> like it's all of these individual elements shouldn't fit well together, but they do because of the sheer audacity. Like the big metal gauntlets and the um you know, the wrestling belt, the sunglasses, the jetpack that's specifically like a vernier jetpack and not just like a, a traditional sci-fi one. Yeah. Like how does the belt not fall down all the time? Like <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> So, it's like, so hey, now you know, now you know whose big silly metal hands that is in in the OP. Oh, okay. I, I go, mean, I already knew that, but I need to go back and watch that. Um, I don't think I noticed big, that big goofy hands. I love how he omni slashes that building. Like it's just the Kingdom Hearts two like final boss fight. Oh, it's yeah, it's so good. It's I, so over the top. I love it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's. It's a good payoff for this episode because this episode is very like like Tom said, melodramatic and emotional, and it, it goes to a, a much darker place than any episode has so far. Um, so to have this kind of silly catharsis at the end, like you know, climaxing a really dark and dour episode with maybe one of the silliest looking evolutions ever made, uh, is is great. I love that. I love that uh, juxtaposition. Yeah, agree. It, it's a good one of like, okay, you've made me, you've made me relive some messed up stuff. So now you're going to die. <laughs> like it's, and I like that Metal Phantom on it. I love the scene where Metal Phantom is just like throwing like scythe 
energy blasts at them or whatever. And Thomas just yeah. like looks at it for like a moment, realizes that he's not aiming at shit and just goes, all right, you know, <laughs> uh, was it like Mr. Electric kill him or whatever? <laughs> Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Honestly, this is literally just Mr. Electric. Yeah, it, it really is. God, the little little blonde boy in that movie does look kind of like Thomas, doesn't he? Oh my God, this is it, yeah. Then you have a uh, Marcus's Shark Boy, um, Yoshi is Lava Girl. It all fits. Wait, hold on. The line is actually he ruined my dream journal. Mr. Electric, Mr. Electric, send him to the principal's office. Um, <laughs> have him expelled. Yeah, Mr. Electric, he, he ruined my he ruined my dream of my dead mom. Uh, kill him. Kill him. <laughs> um, very funny. Um, I like it a lot. Um, by the way, can we talk about um, Young Thomas? Can we talk about his voice specifically? Hello? Yeah, we, we, it, it Is my mom about voice? to get crunched by a twerk? Hello? Yeah, it's very... It's, it's like the hello voice is back. In Thomas I love form. it. I don't think it is. I don't. I didn't hear any uwu stuff. He just talked like a like a child. No, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty. I I, I also put like the hello kid is back. So yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to it now just to be just to be confident in my analysis. Two against one. So uh, I must find it. Hold on. Okay, no, I can't do it right now. We're 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 with podcast, but like that was my reaction to it anyway. So uh, same. Yeah. Maybe I was blocking it out because of my past trauma with <laughs> with uwu kid voices. Yeah, that might be it. Which I mean, look, defense mecha- any defense mechanism against the uwu kid voices is, is good. Yeah, Mina's Mina's like defense kicked in, and and all she could hear was just like young Thomas speaking in that Johnny Carson's voice or something like that. Like he- Marlon Brando, young yeah. Thomas. <laughs> Yes, uh, I'm not reading all that. <laughs> it's it's my favorite meme right now. It's it's Mr. Electric send him to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, that truck driver was like, what is go- what was going on with that truck? Like that truck driver was on drugs. It was it was the one from the, the Digimon movie that was asleep. <laughs> oh, that's okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's... but you were driving. Uh... I um, I also thought it was funny that like, um, the fog stuff was kind of funny because like you know, how it just kept on like cutting it between like they're in the fog world, they're in Silent Hill, and now they're not. Like it's just that stuff was a bit a bit like what's going on, um, having a bit of like a weird like what I mean obviously they're in a dream you know the whole time that wasn't there wasn't any doubt about that but like the whole switching between like now it's foggy now it's clear what's going on that that stuff was. It had a bit of a weird, like, disorienting feel in spots, uh, which was kind of cool. I thought, um, yeah, I like, I liked it. I, uh, I have a question, Mina. Yes. So I was under the assumption that Thomas was like raised in Austria. Was I just wrong all along? Was I just being silly all along? He he grew up in Japan until his mom died, and then he got shipped off to Austria for his formal education. Gotcha, okay. Because I was like, I was like, wow, like, I guess this could ambiguously be um, Austria at first. And then I saw, like, oh, it's plus I'm like, oh, this is Japan. Wait, why is he in Japan? This boy is Austrian. That's yeah, strange. I mean, he, he's, 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 he's half and half, I think. If we name like, Thomas Norstein, um... 
that is surprising. But <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. I guess he is Toma in the originally isn't he? So yeah, he is he is Toma, and also I can totally believe that his rich asshole dad was like, "I'm naming the kid." <laughs> oh, completely. Norstein. Uh, um, yeah. His his rich dad, his rich like dad was like, I'm gonna name the kid also, like, I'm going to just marry a woman in Japan and then leave her. Question mark. <laughs> um I hope we I hope Marcus punches Thomas's dad in the face and like charges Digisol. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, uh, Metal Phantomon's voice, uh, very similar to Frontier Chiribimon, I thought. It's Paul St. Peter. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's basically the same voice, right? Yeah, it, Paul- he's basically, I mean, when Paul St. Peter does that voice, it's basically the one voice. Nothing is Paul St. Peter, love him, but when he does, like, the deep Digimon voice, it's just the one voice. Evil. Yeah, he only has... He's, see, the problem with Paul St. Peter is that he's too heroic. His voice sounds too, like, noble. When he is asked to do a villain voice, he only has the one. Evil Fuzzy Bear <laughs> is the voice. Uh-huh. Waka Waka. <laughs> that would be better. That would be a better That would be a better voice for uh, Metal Phantomon than, uh, than this. this. This felt a bit off. Do you think Fuzzy Bear is a champion level or a rookie level? <laughs> I don't know. Both, somehow. Um, no, you can't be both. <laughs> you can actually. There were several Digimon where like their their level is ambiguous or whatever. Well, oh, that's just because of it's based on which media they're based on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You have to pick right now. Is Fozzie Bear is Fozzymon rookie or is Fozzymon champion? Oh God, uh, champion. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. To be honest. Yeah, he did. He did evolve from Rizzo. Oh, okay. I, I mean, is Rolf like the ultimate level? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, does that make the Mega Pepe the prawn? Uh, no, um. No. It, no, the Mega level would be Sweetums. Oh, you're right. You're so right. It's one of those, like, weird lines where, like, Fozzy digivolves into the Swedish chef. Um, no, that's his armor evolution. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. The big, yeah, that, that's his Mega level. Like, the Bigfoot looking. Thing. I, I love Sweetum so much. Yeah, A <laughs> tier Muppet. Yeah, like his Mega is the like the giant ghost, oh, the ghost Christmas present. Yeah, the ghost Christmas present from from the Christmas Carol. Oh, what? Oh, the big man. guy, the big guy. Like he's. I don't think he's a Muppet other than just being yeah, the ghost he, Christmas present. He's just the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's a Muppet. I think he's a suit actor. Yeah, there we go. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you mean this horrifying monster? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Ginger Hagrid uh, is is oh, fussy fussy. <laughs> absolutely terrifying. No, this is this is burst level. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I really liked the. I, I felt like this was a reference. Uh, maybe it was just a duck. Maybe it's just something in the like the scripts, uh, the Japanese script that they just, you know, kept in. But like, um, I like the reference. Well, it felt like a reference to our war game when they had the like the Kuramon appearance, because uh, they like had the line about like, oh, this Digimon like loves 
you know, has no problem at all taking over, you know, data networks and stuff. And and that felt like, a, and causing havoc. And that felt like an old war game reference. Uh, That's like the, it's like the Star Wars jingling keys, but for Digimon fans. <laughs> yes, you made an old war game it's reference. It's like, oh, yes. Kuramon, oh! Yeah, I mean, look. The, the... Which, to be fair, I did do. I am not immune to Kuramon. Yeah, Kuramon's cool. And, and you know, I, Kuramon is maybe my favorite bi- baby Digimon. Yes, I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there for me. Like, it's it's very cute. Yeah, that whole line is is like some uh, like that. Like Infamon is one of my favorite Digimon. Like full stop. Um, yeah, uh, for example. So that whole line is special to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm. If I get into the card game, I'm definitely going to build a deck around Armageddon. <laughs> You're going to make a Kurisarimon deck. Shut up, I hate that. <laughs> hey, it's so bad, God. <laughs> Kuri Sarivan. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, that was cool. Um, I also like when Thomas went um, Super Saiyan Blue after he wakes up from the nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> you know what? I thought, like, last episode, we didn't get any attack names. I'm thinking... Oh, they stopped giving the attack names in the analyzer sequence because they realized they kept saying a special attack mode, and then they realized like, oh wait, that's dumb, that's not a thing. And then guess what came back with Mark Galgamon? His special attack modes are winning, knuckle, and howling. I'm so mad. Why do they keep calling it special attack mode, y'all? Because <laughs> it's it's that's the, really it's, annoying. It's, yeah. the, it's the mode they take when they do their special attacks. It it gets it gets me chafed. I'm chafed. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Oh. I was gonna say Chuff, but then I remember Chuffed is a good thing. Yeah, Ch- so. Chuffed is positive. Chuffed is like I'm, I'm not I, right. Chuffed. I am pleased. Um, I proper <laughs> proper Chuffed. I'm proper Chuffed. I'm when I see Mark Galgamon. I'm unchuffed. <laughs> I'm unchuffed when I hear about special attack modes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh God. Um. I don't think I have any more notes in this episode. I, I've, I've exhausted most of what I wanted to say. Yeah, like, it's weird. There's This is a very dense episode, but also by virtue of it being dense, like, you sort of cover it, like, quickly. Yeah. I, I think the only note I haven't... No, sorry, there's two notes I haven't covered here. One is, <laughs> early in the episode, Marcus says, a wrong-o, and I was like, what the fuck are you saying? No, oh, I I, I did that too. I was like, what are you, Marcus, like, what is wrong with you? What does A wrong um, go with you? <laughs> uh, and then the other thing is that I, I do love how in the dub, Galmon calls Thomas by name in this episode a lot. <gasps> and I get that part of that is lip flaps because Thomas has the same number of syllables as, as Master. But in the sub, he, he only calls him Master this episode. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, there's the part at the end where, like... Galmon's like, sir, like, what's going on? And Thomas says nothing, and I'm like, come on, like, open up to your puppy. He's right there for you. Yeah, I like that. I like that sort of moving towards Galmon having more of like a personality, I guess. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, I want to see more of that too. Poor Galmon, he just wants to be let in, but Thomas says no, thank you. No, poor, t- poor, poor, poor Galmon. He's just a little puppy. Yeah, I I liked um, I liked that um, Keenan and <laughs> Keenan Gatsamon and Yanmamon were just like, uh, oh, and Falcomon, I guess, were just like hanging out in like the, I don't know, look at looking into the like <laughs> the pool of 
the team. The evil, the evil mystical pool. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> they had the pay per view on. It's one of those things where it's just like you just look at Keenan and you're just like, how do you not know? How do you and Falcomon not know you're in the evil guys area? Like this is <laughs> this is not a place where good people hang out. This is a place where an evil sorcerer hangs out, planning to like <laughs> murder a child. Like it's, which is basically what, what's what? happening. In in the dub, he's he's looking into the the pool while uh, Murakimon does his fifth dub only evil laugh in the background, <laughs> and he turns to Falcomon and says, "Falcomon, we baddies? <laughs> yes, are we the baddies? Yeah. Oh God." <laughs> I, I will say, uh, one thing I really like is the digivolution sequence for Galmon is a warp evolution. I, I love that. I like how they go straight from, okay, he's he's Galgamon, okay, now mock Galgamon. While like the the music is just like going nuts. It is so good. I, I love a good I love when they use warp evolutions outside of like just rookie to I love when they use warp evolutions, period, but I like it being like flexible enough for like, okay, like Rookie to Ultimate, we can do that too. Yeah, it, it's nice. Um, I, it also just gives an extra sense of like their sheer word. You know, as soon as they break out, break out the trance, they're done fucking around. Like they, yeah. they immediately like okay, straight to Ultimate. Let's kick out, kick some ass. Even Tom, even uh, Marcus is like immediately sprints over to the spiders and punches them square in the face. It's like yeah, he's ready. Great. It's 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 really nice that they're not just like huh, what's going on. Uh, and like, they can just like get straight into fighting these assholes, <laughs> so it's very satisfying. Agreed. Very. So yeah, that was a good episode. I I liked the, the episodes this week. I think the first one we covered it. There's a lot of oofs. There's a lot of like collar tugs. But I'm I'm not even gonna say weird dub changes aside anymore because I feel like that's just a pin we can stick into the corkboard forever now. Yeah, um, they're good episodes. I'm not gonna qualify that. These are good episodes. These are these are good episodes. I I, I really do like this one. I mean, I think uh, episode. This is probably my second favorite episode now. Episode, what was it? Twelve was I think just above that, I and mean, just below that is episode six. I still think that Sistermon episode is fire. Now we know why Thomas has the milf madness. <laughs> oh dear. He he yearns for the warm embrace of a mother's bosom because he can no longer have that. Okay, right, that's it. We're done. Uh, emails, emails. If you got an email to send in, where can you send them into, Mina? You can send any mail, whether it's listener mail or fan mail or hate mail, into. I'll send hate mail. I don't. I'm I'm just a little birthday girl. Okay. Don't I'm, be mean I'm, to me. I'm the soldier tea posing over your bed, Sloan. Thank you. <laughs> It's really uh, weird when I wake up at 3 a.m. and you're just there, but I appreciate it. That's what you have to do for protection. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so if you want to email us, you can email us at diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-A-G-I-Novacast at gmail.com. Or go over to our Twitter, which is at diginovacast, exact same spelling. Shoot us a DM or a public uh, tag, and we will read it no matter what. Uh, this week, we have got an email. Uh, the uh, subject line is Digimon Savers and the Cycle of Revenge, uh, and it is from our multiple-time listener and appreciative, or sorry, much-appreciated uh, fan, Amy. 
So it starts off with, hey gang, it's Amy. I see we're enjoying Savers a whole bunch and I'm glad to hear it. With the first appearance of Marukimon, the themes for the show really start to settle into place. He showed up not to beat Marcus's ass, but to get one of his kids back home. That kid lived not to cause trouble, but to bring an even younger kid back home. A lot of the conflict in the show started out as, sorry, spawned out of misunderstanding and knee-jerk reactions rather than any kind of malice or disdain for the other party. It's something you don't get often in shows for kids. I don't have much to say about it just yet because I don't remember how deep we get into things in this next set of episodes, but I wanted to say hi and I was thinking about how early the seeds are planted. Thanks for reminding me how much I love the show, by the way. Yeah, thank you. We're well, glad thank, to help. Thank you for sending us these emails. We always love reading them. I, I love I love when people watch along with us because I know some people, like when, when we're starting a season, they will just binge the entire uh, season like all at once and then just listen along to to us as we go uh, i love it when people watch like every episode with us because it makes it feel like we're on this journey together and that's the only bit of parasociality i will indulge in <laughs> yeah agreed <laughs> agreed i i think that's a really interesting take that i like in terms of like oh it's about like revenge and like sort of like unhappy accidents type of deal like that's really interesting look at it because i didn't really think of it that way like but it is it is kind of like that too you know like it's just if these accidents didn't happen then yeah like some digimon would still be coming into the world and like that's would just be going on as normal like now like they're in the digital world because of the fact that falcomon had to get an egg back yeah I, I do, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much, because I don't want to, like, say things, uh, too early, but yeah, the show goes some very interesting places, and I'm very excited to see what you two think about it. I'm liking it so far, I, hey, we just talked about it, I am really enjoying, especially Thomas as a character, I think right now in the dub, at least, he is sort of, like, the shining star in terms of character development, Mark, this is Mark's story, clearly, uh, I was a little afraid they were going to put him over even with the uh, Mock Algamon episode. But I like Thomas a lot. I think the other cast is very good too. But I'm excited to see more just because I've been really enjoying this show as a whole. Agreed. Yes. Thanks for your email. Thank you yeah. for the email. Thank you for your email. We always love getting emails from you. Uh, Alright, so yeah, that's that's the one email we have for this week. Um, please feel free to send in more if you're listening to the show and enjoying it. I know of at least two people I know who are listening to this and not sending emails, and I shake my fist at you. Let us let us read your, your stuff on air. I, I would love to hear people's thoughts. I genuinely do. Emails are one of the best parts of this show when we get them. Yes, agreed. It's cool. We get a lot of fun discussion out of emails. Absolutely, yeah. We do indeed, yeah, yeah. So anything's welcome. Except hate mail. So, <laughs> except hate mail. I'm just, I'm, just a little, I'm just a little baby. I'm just a little hello kid. I'm still T-posing. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. I was getting scared for a second. So with that, Mina, when you're not busy T-posing to protect me at the foot of my bed, or <laughs> at, not the foot, that sounds like you're sitting on it, but like at the at the, the, the edge of my bed. No, where the, you got that the wrong way around. The edge of the bed is definitely sitting on the bed. The foot of the bed is just yeah, like... No, the foot of the bed is also the end of the bed. I get, uh, yeah, yeah. When you're standing in front of my bed, when you're not standing in front of my bed, protecting me from the hate mail, what have you been up to? <laughs> and hey, where can we find you while we're at it? Uh, so, I am on Twitter at Mighty Minotaur with an A. Uh, honestly, lately I've been I've been continuing doing Rise of the TMNT with Alkesti. Uh, that show fucking slaps. We're we're we're. 
we're, cl being, we're getting close to finishing it, and I'm getting that really melancholic feeling of, like, damn, this is so good, I don't want it to end. Like, it's so unfair that, like, the four kids show got, like, seven seasons, and the CGI show got, like, eight seasons, and this only got two and then a movie. Um, and the second season's shorter than the first season as well, so you don't even get two full seasons. Life's not fair. The coolest, most creative projects um, out there get shafted. Unfor it's unfortunate. Yeah. But I'm glad you're liking it though. Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. Like every single episode has us laughing. Like we, I was saying to her while we were watching it, like usually with my favorite shows, I can still pinpoint like an episode I didn't like or one that didn't make me laugh or whatever. I think literally every episode of the show has made me laugh so far, and that's really oh, impressive. Wow. It's it's very funny, and they know how to use their characters really well, and like. The range of humor is really good as well. Like, there there was an episode that was written and directed by Thurup Van Orman, who's the creator of uh, uh, Flapjack. And, like, oh. the humor felt very Flapjack. Like, it went a lot weirder than they usually do, which is saying something, because the show does get very weird sometimes. Um, and just, like, one of the constants is you can always tell the animators are having the time of their lives. They are having so much fun. Um... Like, every single facial expression is animated hilariously. Every subtle movement, even if it's just, like, a character shifting in place or, like, a scratching the back of their head has character to it. Like, none of them seem generic. It's very impressive, and I had a, I'm had having such a good time uh, watching and experiencing the show. Uh, in addition to that, we went to go see the uh, Dungeons & Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves, uh, last week. Uh, that was very fun. It made me really miss adventure movies. Like, I think... I honestly cannot remember the last adventure movie we got, like, from a, a big studio um, that wasn't animated anyway. A lot Animated movies get the benefit of having to, like, they can be, you know, about adventure. They can be, like, a, a quest movie. And I, I just feel like we don't get enough of those in live action anymore. Yeah, that film was cool. I want to see, see that. It seems like uh, a, a fun time, even though I don't yeah, know they, jack shit about D&D, really. You don't. You don't have to. My my like Elkesi doesn't know very much about D and D characters or lore, and she still adored it. Like it was. It's a fun time. It's it's a comedy movie first and a D and D movie second. I would say. But with that being said, uh, I do think that the way the movie was written is really cool because it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it was a movie that had D and D staple onto it afterwards. Like there are entire sequences. That are very specifically designed around spells and concepts from D&D that work exactly like they do in the game. Uh, so it really did feel like they wrote these scenes around these concepts instead of writing the scene and then dropping the concept in later. Uh, there is one hysterical scene where they have to get an answer from a corpse. And the way they do that is by casting a spell that will revive it, but only uh, long enough to ask it five questions. And then it dies forever after that. Um... And just the manner in which they keep fucking up and wasting their questions is is so good. Oh, it's, that sounds great. It's it's fantastic. I think they actually posted that whole scene on YouTube because like it's yeah. it's really good marketing. Like it's really funny. I've seen that. Um, I've seen that, and it's it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty good. Often <laughs> look it up. Like that feels like something that would actually happen in a D and D game, to be yeah, honest, or like absolutely. any tabletop game. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and the effects were impressive too. I, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Going into this, I thought it was going to be like an MCU style, like you know, CGI quip fest. It's not. They have so many practical effects in this movie. Like all of the the other races, even like the bird people and the dragonborn and the cat people, are like practical costumes or animatronics. 
Like, oh, that's awesome. There's, yeah, it's so cool. Like, it feels so tangible. And, like, some of them look fake, but, like, fake practical effects will always look better than bad CGI to me. Um, Because it's there. It's real. Like, someone actually made it. Um, And it it, it was really nice to see. Uh, And the jokes are, like, they're fairly genuine. There's a few, like, snarky, quippy lines. But for the most part, like, it... It's actual humor. Like, it's not just characters being sarcastic or, uh, you know, cracking wise or whatever. They're, they're actual good jokes about it. I think my, my biggest issues with it were there were a couple times when I thought they were going to cleverly subvert tropes or ideas, but instead just played them straight. Like, they introduce a character who, you know, is telling a, a board of uh, prison wardens about his sad backstory to try to curry favor so that they'll release him early. And he talks, it hits all the notes. Like, he has a dead wife, you know. He was thrown in jail when he was trying to provide for his daughter. And she's still out there somewhere. And, like, I thought he was kidding. I thought it was a trick <laughs> to make them sympathetic. But no, that actually is his backstory. <laughs> they play it very straight. Um, and that, was, that that's just kind of disappointing, considering how self-aware the rest of the movie is about, like, avoiding that kind of a stale melodrama. Um, but that, honestly, if that if that's like, the, the direction my criticism is, my criticisms are going. You can tell it's, an, it's a good time overall. Uh, it's not going to blow your mind or anything, but like, it's a fun movie that's very genuine and enthusiastic, and I think that's what I enjoyed about it. Um, regardless of its actual quality, like even if it wasn't, um, you know, the best written or directed movie, I had fun with it, uh, and I think that's the best praise I can give to a movie. That's awesome. I yeah, I really do want to check that out at some point, probably when it comes to streaming. I think you would both like it. Yeah, there's there's some very good moments for uh for both of your your humor sensibilities in there. Uh so yeah, that's that's most of the interesting things I've done. What about you, Tom? What have you been up to and what where can we find you? Uh you can find me on Twitter at coldmanhot. Um I've been up to a fair bit. I guess it's been a week, week and a half since we last recorded. Is that correct? Or Yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, so we um what have I been doing? Um Firstly, uh, I finished Overcooked uh, with my with, with my girlfriend. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> um, um, it's Overcooked one. I finished, and we just finished the like campaign. We're gonna we're gonna mess around with the extra stuff they added in there, but um, <laughs> very stressful game <laughs> at times. But it was a lot of fun, and we beat that big meatball bastard. So um, pretty felt pretty pretty accomplished after we'd done that. So that was a lot of fun. Um, what else? Uh, I went to see uh, Rye Lane. is a very cute comedy rom com. Uh, it's it's very it's quite British. It's set in basically it's about um two people who uh, meet in Brixton at in London at a art museum. Sorry, art museum, an art gallery. Um, and they sort of hit it off, and they. Both have messy situations with their exes, uh, and they kind of like both get into each other's business, and it's kind of like a day in the you know a day in the life of these two people as they meet and get to know each other. And oh, so it's kind of like a like before sunset vibes. Uh, yes, um, Mark Mode's review literally literally made comparisons to to those films. So like uh, in terms of the, the I see. tone, or well, in terms of the structure, I suppose the tone is very. The tone is very. Uh, it's hard to describe. It's very like colorful, almost almost whimsical, but like in a 
um, I, it's worth saying that this is like a very black film. Um, it's made by like black Londoners. It stars stars them as well. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I think they're Londoners anyway. Um, <laughs> but um, it's like very cute, um, and uh, I would recommend it to anyone. I think it's on Hulu in the in in the US. So great. So it's not accessible in Canada then. <laughs> you can find it there uh, or wherever. I mean, it was in the cinemas over here. So. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, very cute, very funny. I also started watching Primal, which is the oh yeah, I love that show. Yeah, so um, it's um, I found out where it's sh- where it's showing over here, um, and um, I'm started watching that uh, mainly because mainly because I picked up the like um, Gendy Tartar yeah start over, Gendy Tartar nope try again, Gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, he of Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack fame. Um, he is got Hotel new... Transylvania. And what? And Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Who could forget? Um, Who could forget? <laughs> uh, well, he's made his money off that, and I guess he's now pumping it into other stuff with yeah, with Warner's help. So he, he is he is very much a one for me, one for you type of artist, and I, I can respect that. He's, it seems like he's very much on the one for you kick at the moment, like in t- it's like, or rather one for Pim. Kick at the Listen, moment. he he banked his one for use when he did three Hotel Transylvania movies in a row. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, true. He, he's even he, the fault, he's man. got he's got his he's got his uh, his his money and his uh, goodwill banked. I look, I looked this up and basically what he's got in the works at the moment. So the, the, this kind of spun off of um, realizing he had the new show coming out and the new show he's got coming out, which starts next month, is called Unicorn Warriors Eternal, um, and it looks pretty cool. It's like about free like. Heroes who keep reincarnating, uh, except they reincarnate a little bit early this time, and they're like are teenagers, uh, whilst also being these timeless heroes. So uh, it looks quite cool. Uh, I think it's an Adult Swim thing. I've no idea how it's going to air over here or when. Um, but Primal ended up on Channel Four over here, so I'll be watching it on their app, and it's pretty. Uh, I'm really enjoying Primal at the moment. Um, it's uh, very reminiscent of Samurai Jack. Um, and uh, yeah, like the the complete lack of dialogue, I guess, mainly mainly being the thing there. Also reminds me a lot of the his his old Clone Wars cartoons. So I I I was very surprised to hear that the the vocalizations of um Spear, like the caveman, um, are done by the same voice actor who voices the Duke in Resident Evil Village. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That, that's good. Yeah, I love that. So how how far in are you? Uh, three episodes. So okay. uh, the last one I watched was like the uh, mammoth episode, and th- that was, okay. that was good. when when you get to the one called Rage of the Ape Men, please message me. I need to hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> okay, okay, I will. I will let you know. Um, very very violent so far. Um, <laughs> like intensely violent. I'm not sure how it aired on TV, but there we go. I, w- I watched that whole show with my, or at least the first season of it with my friend, and she commented like on like episode four or something, and she's like, "Do you think this is just him getting at his frustrations of having to make nothing but like very very kiddie movies for the better part of a decade?" Oh yes, yes. Have you seen? Have you seen? He's making like a new film for Sony. He's making a couple, and like one of them's an R-rated comedy about a dog that's about to get neutered, um, and like the dog falls in love the day he's going to get neutered, and he needs to like deal with that, I guess. Huh. And uh, and the other one. I'm is... sorry. What? Yep, that's the film. Um, 
and uh, the other one is like a. It, it kind of looks like he's doing berserk, <laughs> but like his own take on it. In like and these are both like CG animated films, but uh, it's called Black Knight. The the one that kind of feels like him doing berserk, um, and then um, and then the other one's called like Fixed. Uh, although that that feels like it's gonna get its title changed at some point, um, but those... yeah, that, that seems too close to the um, <laughs> the Disney convention of naming movies like Tangled and Frozen. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, fixed. Oh, it's about dog. <laughs> uh, oh wait, no, hang on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's got that. So he's in, yeah, he very much seems like he he'll probably have to do some like work for hire. And I keep telling, I, I, I said it on Twitter. Please, Nintendo or whoever, hire this man. Make let him do Metroid. Just give him. Just say, make Metroid. Let him get on with it because I'm sure he'd do an amazing job. Um, that's mainly off the back of people talking about the Nintendo Cinematic Universe this week, which shut up. We don't need. For, go for away. But if no offense, but go away. If they want to make a Metroid thing, uh, that's the man for the job right there. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I I really I'm enjoying Primal so far. Um. I finished Bug Snacks, which was a lot of fun. Although I did feel it kind of maybe it's because I was like trying to be a bit completionist about it, but I did feel it kind of dragged after a point, and I was like, okay, I'm done, and yeah, I need to just finish this game and get it over with. Um, and then I've also started Citizen Sleeper, so um, that's really interesting so far. Um, very yeah, very or immediately sort of hooked into story and its world. Uh, it's like a visual novel of sorts, so. Um, quite interesting. It's on Game Pass and that, which is where I'm playing it. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So uh, I think that's it for now. Um, so yeah, I will uh, throw it over to you, Sloan. Where can we find you and what have you been up to lately? You can find me at Sloan Reset. Uh, so I beat Sonic Frontiers. Good game. Um, some of the final boss stuff was a little annoying in terms of just, you know... The, the the wonky controls of Supersonic ever since Supersonic has like existed in 3D. But I still like it a lot. I really enjoy Sage as a character. I think she's great. I hope they continue to bring her into stuff in the future because I I really enjoyed her dynamic with Eggman. I I, I thought it was good. The the there's a a secret boss in Sonic Frontier that was very unexpected but pretty fun and pretty good, I'll say. So Big fan of that. Um, other than so, that, sorry, did did you see they're adding the spin dash to that game? Like a like a I did it. I sort of well, hopefully physics accurate. Like you can curl up into a ball and roll around. Like uh, that's a, that's neat. Yeah, someone data mined it in like the last DLC pack they put out, and and at it, they basically just go on Twitter and like found the director of the game and was like, "Hey, check this out!" <laughs> and the director's like, "Oh shit, you found that? Okay, cool. Yeah, that, we, yeah, that's coming. We, we just wasn't ready yet." <laughs> oh, that's great. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out then. Um, other than that, I've nearly beaten Bayonetta three. I hope to beat it by the time we recorded, but we recorded a little early this week. And uh, last night, I ended up playing a bunch of Paranormal Sight as opposed to solely playing Bayo three. Bayo 3 is good, but I'm not the best at character action games, so I've been just, like, really crawling along, just like, ah, oh, like, I'm getting my butt kicked, but I'm I'm gonna beat it. But I, I really like it. It's, the story is, you know, it's a platinum game story, but 
it's a good game. They do a lot of fun, interesting stuff with, like, the weapons, with, like, other stuff. So it's not just, like, when it's not just pure character action gameplay. The, the, it's, the setup of the story is, is kind of fun. It's basically just, um, what if they took Multiverse of Madness, but also then they just took the mom in Multiverse of Madness and that was it? Which, <laughs> hey, moms and multiverses, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Yeah, um, it it does kind of bum me out. That, like all of all of pop culture is is barreling towards ruining the concept of multiverses as fast as they can. Yeah, it's it's yeah, but we get to see a <laughs> bunch of bayonetas and jeans. So like, or Jean, sorry. So <laughs> we like, do, we I'll, do I'll excuse see some, it. We do get to see some bayonetas and jeans as well. <laughs> we do. That was a good. That was a yeah, good cutscene. <laughs> Love, 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 mom bayonetta and mom jeans. Who, who designed that outfit? I need them to be given a Nobel Prize. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I started a paranormal site with my brother-in-law and sister last night. That is a very interesting game. I'm very much gonna enjoy that. That game from the get-go got it twisted immediately, and I love it. I I want to play that game so badly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I've been uh. Let's say uh, financially limited <laughs> as of late, or oh, my money's going elsewhere. Put it that way. So um, I-, I would have to check the one out on the sale, but uh, I think everything about it just sounds fantastic. So I'm very, je- very jealous. Not to talk too much about my own work because I I don't like doing that. I, I get anxious, but the the backgrounds are like this very beautiful thing where it's like I can't tell if it's like watercolor type of deal or if it's like actual photos or like say drawings like a heavy filter on it and i think it's great and it's like this is like the the ideal of like man i would love to do this for the my own game that i am working on where i do a similar style for my backgrounds and i'm like man they nailed it they they stink they they nailed my thing i'm trying to do way better than me how dare this big company show me up like that (laughs) for what it's worth i think the guy who wrote that game has like 20 30 years of experience so i won't wait too bad <laughs> yeah it's i i like it the writing is very good so far the concept the conceit is fun there was a few like sort of puzzles that like really got us confused and we ended up like dying like six times oh no and i was just like so annoyed and then like they make it very obvious and like oh like of course that makes sense but then i was talking to people and they're like yeah no don't worry about it it's that kind of game at times Huh. So check that out because it seems very neat, and I am like, we only played like two hours, but it's it's good so far. I like it. Sweet. So yeah, I've been up to a surprising amount for once in my life, but that's all I've been up to. We love to hear it. Any, any, thank you. Anything is anything is better than nothing, right? So yeah, that is true. <laughs> so next episode will be episode sixteen and seventeen of Digimon Data Saver Squad. Something's happened to Yoshi. Uh-oh. And I guess we'll find out what that is. She's good. She's getting carried. They said we need another girl sick in the digital world, just like season one. Oh no! I I, I fear. No, I don't, I don't. I do not fear that it will be as bad as that. So I, we can only hope. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So with that, this has been the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.